Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. For the next four hours, I'm going to be your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. 
Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. My email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Now you can go to xzonepodcast.com anytime, day or night, and listen to our show archives with the compliments of Relmar, the Exxon Radio TV show, and of course, our fine advertisers. You know, we're getting near the month of October. It's my favorite time of the year. You know, there's a lot of fall fairs. There's Art Fest in Vineland. A beautiful uh, medieval fair at Balls Falls here in Ontario. The leaves are changing color. You've got that little nip in the air that, you know, winter is on its way. But... Halloween is also in October, as we all know. And we just had to start off the Halloween season with witchery. How else would the Exxon start off the Halloween season? I have the author of Mrs. B's Guide to Household Witchery, Everyday Magic Spells and Recipes with me this hour. Chris Badley is her name. She's the creator of Confessions of a Pagan Sorcerer Mom. And we're going to be talking about Mrs. B's Guide to Household Witchery. Now, for domestic goddesses everywhere, and some magic and fun uh, to those mundane household chores, with Mrs. B, Mrs. B's Guide to Household Witchery. Now, whether you're sweeping the floor, making a meal, or cleaning out the junk drawer, domestic witch, Chris Bradley, who's our guest, creator of the popular blog, Confessions of a Pagan Sorcerer Mom, is going to tell us, and she shows us in her book, how to create spells and magic to bring happiness and balance into your home. Chris offers ideas and solutions to make the most out of everyday items, activities, and obligations. From the magical use of oils and herbs to finding a domestic deity to watch over your home, you can change your outlook on life with a pinch of knowledge and a dash of magic. Joining me now is the one and only Chris Bradley. And Chris, welcome back to the X-Zone. Hi, how are you doing, Rob? I'm just doing great. Thanks very much uh, for, for opening up our Halloween season here on the X-Zone. Um, my favorite time of year. Yeah, I guess it would be. You know, I, I, I went through your book that the good people at Red Wheel Weezer uh, were, sent us. And I, and I, and I, and I um, checked off a page. It's called Children's Bedrooms. Now, a child's room should be a haven for them. It should be a private place where they can relax, store their most treasured items, and get away from it all. Help your children understand from a young age that keeping their own room clean is not only their responsibility, and I love that, uh, <laughs> but it also ensures their privacy since mom and dad won't have to come in hunting for dishes or dirty clothes. Now, the next uh, paragraph is, when your children are small, you can set up an altar in their rooms uh, on an out-of-the-way sh- out shelf. It might contain representations of a deity that watches over his children, protective talismans, or items to help ensure good health. You know, I've, I've, we've probably got a lot of people out there shaking their heads and saying, what did he just say? Well, Chris, you and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. When we come back, Chris is going to tell us all about her brand-new book, Mrs. B's Guide to Household Witchery, Everyday Magic, Spells, and Recipes. And Chris and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the Exxon continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Whatever you do, don't go away. We'll be back in two. 
Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Chris Bradley's my special guest this hour. We're talking about her brand new book, Mrs. B's Guide to Household Witchery, Everyday Magic, Spells, and Recipes. Now, from anchovies to broccoli to wine and yeast, from sweeping the floor to blow-drying your hair, you can change your life with a pinch of knowledge and a dash of magic. Let the domestic witch responsible for the popular blog, Confessions of a Pagan uh, Soccer Mom, take you from room to room and show you just how easy it can be. Her book includes rituals, spells, simple sabbats for the busy witch, and uh, complete materia magica, oh I love that, of a kitchen pantry. Now now i got to ask you something at at this point. Can uh, warlocks use this book too? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Although some people would, you know, fight the word warlock. Uh, really? Domestic witch can be a man or a woman. Oh, I see. So, uh, you know, like I, I guess you know, a lot of people you, you think of the warlock being a male witch. And is is that not the way it is really when it comes to a coven or, or, or a witch community? Uh, in most covens that I'm aware of, mm-hmm. um, male and female are usually called witches. Okay, great. Uh, that's nice uh, to see. There's no considered kind of a derogatory term. Oh, it is. Well, I, I'm sorry if I offended any oh, male no, witches out there. Oh no, not at all. Uh, okay. There are some some male witches who are trying to bring that word back in and reclaim it. So oh it gosh, doesn't offend me at all. <laughs> you know, one thing I've learned over the past 20 years doing this uh, this show, Chris, is that Wicca and witchcraft has nothing to do with evil. No, no, it doesn't. And it's one of the biggest misconceptions in the world today. In fact. When you do research and, and check into ancient times, witches were actually the healers of, of the community. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they were the first uh, physicians as, or, or the very first pharmacists because they understood the connection between people and Mother Earth. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, herbal healing, which mm-hmm. is coming back into it fashion is. these yeah. days, is something that witches have been doing for, for centuries. Well, I'm glad to see you're out there with so many other wonderful witches who are getting the word out there because I, I think that throughout history, witches have had a very bad deal. Yes, they have. <laughs> All right, let's get to the talking about your book. Congratulations on a wonderful book. Like I said, I did have the opportunity of reading it. And um, let's, let's let, our, let's, let me ask you this question for our audience. What is a domestic witch? Um, basically, a domestic witch is somebody who male or female, mm-hmm. who wants to really create magic within their home and really infuse their everyday life with magic that creates a wonderful household experience for their family or just for themselves and their pets, you know. Don't necessarily have to have kids to be a domestic witch. Uh, it's just about taking all the mundane things that you usually do and turning them into something more exciting and more magical. Now, Chris, you have a very popular blog. Uh, what inspired you to start your blog, Confessions of a Pagan Soccer Mom? Uh, the blog got started when um, I had basically been booted out of the broom closet, like we like to say. I was made public in my community. <laughs> and I wanted to share my experiences and reach out to other people who were doing things like I was. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some books about, you know, 
household witchery and hearth witchery, and I just wanted to connect with those people and try and uh, build a community for people doing what I was doing already. As a domestic witch, in your opinion, Chris, what is the most important part of the home to protect? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I usually spend a lot more time protecting the outer boundaries of Mm -hmm. my property and um, my front doorstep where all the energy really comes into the home. Wow. How would you protect it? Oh, there's a few things you can do. I Twice a year, I take a mix of herbs and uh, different items, and, I, and I'll and i be doing that this Samhain, which is another word for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and I take that out and make a circle all around my property, um, and that's a protective mix that I make. Um, as far as the threshold, I do a little version of uh, what some people might call a hoodoo cleansing of my porch. I keep it clean. Um, I put down herbs under my front doorstep. I have a couple of things hanging over my door and mm-hmm. next to my door that uh, kind of cut out the negative energy from flowing into my home. What kind of uh, what kind of herbs would you have? Um, is is garlic used? Oh, absolutely! Really? Garlic's a great protective herb. It uh, gets rid of negativity. Um, mm-hmm. I use a lot of garlic, a lot of rosemary. Um, just about anything you can have in your cabinets good for something, really? all your cooking herbs. <laughs> um, dill keeps ghosts away, so that's something that I add into my mix because I don't want the ugly booglies coming on my property, especially this time of year. Um, what, wait, basil's great. Y- Go y- ahead. <laughs> you, said, you said you don't want them coming on your property at this time of the year. Is there is there a difference between this time of the year when it comes to ghosts on your property? Oh. What, what's the difference and why? Well, this time of year, as we get closer to to Samhain, mm-hmm. Halloween, um, the veil between the world, this world and the, the spirit world, gets thinner. Um, so things can cross over a little more easily, and you start getting that, you know, the creepy feeling up the back of your neck a little more often. Uh, this is the time of year also we honor our ancestors. So there's some spirits that you want to invite in. Right. There's some that I'd just like to keep away as well. <laughs> You were talking before about some of the herbs that you use to protect, and we were, you you talked about garlic and basil. So, mm-hmm. is it fair to say that when a domestic witch like yourself is is cooking and preparing a meal for your family, that actually you're 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 using these protective herbs to protect your family while they're eating? Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the things I do, and a lot of kitchen witches or mm-hmm. domestic witches do is uh, cook with intent. Every herb that you put into a meal, you know what that herb will do. So you add it specifically to um, protect, maybe for healing right. or to bring more loving vibrations into the house. And when the, your family ingests the, the food, they're ingesting those intentions as well. In, in your opinion, what is the most important spell or and uh, banishment spell that you as a domestic witch perform? Or conjure? Um, I think the most important would probably be um, just a good old-fashioned house cleaning mm-hmm. and cleansing at the same time. Um, a lot of negative energy kind of builds up around the clutter in your house, um, and that's a very feng, feng shui that's right, yeah. concept as well. Um, 
and I often pop open the windows, pop open the doors, clean everything, and then do a an herbal cleansing as well, maybe a smudging of some burning herbs to just clear all that out and start fresh. You know, a tradition that we've had in our family ever since I can remember, my mom and dad, God bless them, still do this, is New Year's Eve at the stroke of midnight, my mom will open up one door, my dad will open up the other in order to let the old year out and welcome in the new year. Would this be considered a spell? Um, I would consider it a spell. Yeah. You know, um, whoever's doing it can, can, you know, might not consider it a spell. <laughs> but absolutely, I would consider that a spell. We do something similar. Um, Halloween is the witch's new year. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually, in my family, we bury an apple at the front door and an apple at the back door to keep any spirits that might be traveling walking through instead of staying. So it's a very similar concept. How did you become uh, a domestic witch? Well, I was raised uh, without any real religious connection. Right. Um, My family really didn't practice anything, and I was uh, seeking my own spirituality. And Mm -hmm. back then, and I'm going to age myself here, there was no Internet. (laughs) And I was uh, raised in a fairly small town in Texas, which didn't have a lot of, you know, pagan people or Mm -hmm. books in it. So uh, it wasn't until my early 20s that I discovered paganism and the Wiccan religion and, you know, different forms of paganism. But when when I did find this, I already had some very small children, and I didn't have a lot of time to practice very formal rituals that seemed to take so much time. And it took me a while to stop feeling guilty that I couldn't do all these things and kind of realize that I needed to change those for fitting into my lifestyle. Right. And uh, that's, you know, where the domestic witchery started, really, was just trying to fit it into my busy life and, and make it work for me. Let me ask you this. Is there as much discrimination against witches today in today's society as there was, let's say, 20, 30 years ago? I think in many places there are. Um, I know a lot of people who mm-hmm. hide their religion, they hide their practices um, in a lot of middle of the country, small places. Mm. They are they live in fear of that people is, finding out. That is so wrong. That is so wrong. Oh, absolutely. You know, especially absolutely. in today's society where we are told we have to be tolerant of other religious philosophies, and we have to basically welcome them, and yet... When you look at Wicca or or paganism, it goes back centuries, and it's only society who has who has painted these these uh, philosophies with the with the paint of of horror. I I haven't yeah. you know when you look at the facts, Chris, there is nothing negative. There's nothing derogatory about witchcraft or paganism. No, there really isn't. It's a, a very natural, very loving exactly. religion. Um, a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about that, and I, I still see people come to me talking about how they've lost their children in a custody dispute because uh, their religion was brought into it. Um, kids have problems in school over this. I'm lucky enough to live in a place that's very broad-minded myself, so I'm, I'm very lucky in that. Well, we're lucky enough to have you on the show with us tonight, Chris, to tell the truth about witchcraft, paganism, and to talk about your great book. Exonation, Chris Bradley's with us. Here's a couple of websites. 
Her blog is, now just give me a second, I want to make sure I get this right, www. Uh, let me see, patheos.com forward slash blogs forward slash confessions of a pagan soccer mom. And if you'd like to get a hold of Chris's book, it's entitled Mrs. B's Guide to Household Witchery, Everyday Magic Spells and Recipes, www.amazon.com. Chris and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Splenza, and you're listening to my dad, Rob McConnell, on the X-Zone. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Blackwater Hattie lived back in the swamp where strange green reptiles crawl. Snakes hang thick from the cypress trees Like sausage on a smokehouse wall Where the swamp is alive with a thousand eyes And all I'm watching you Stay off the track of Hattie Shack In the back of the black bayou Way up the road from Hattie's shack Lies a sleepy little Okeechobee town Talk a swamp witch Hattie Lock you in when the sun go down Rumors of what she done And welcome back everyone. Chris Bradley's my special guest. She's the author of Mrs. B's Guide to Household Witchery. Everyday magic, spells, and recipes. Now... For our listeners who love going to the internet and finding great blogs, here's a super one for you, explanation. And of course, we're going to put these links on our archive page, www.patheos.com. That's P-A-T-H-E-O-S.com forward slash blogs forward slash confessions of a pagan soccer mom. And if you'd like to get a copy of Mrs. B's Guide to Household Witchery, it's available at Amazon.com. Chris Bradley, welcome back to the Exome. Thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us, Chris. Um, Thanks for having me. What what makes you laugh the most when people find out that that you're a witch? Do do, do they still get that look of what on their face? Do they back away from you? Um, <laughs> no. Usually, you know, you get the little bit of the eyeball, but uh, by the time somebody figures out that. I'm a practicing witch. Yeah. Um, they've usually had a chance to get to know me. And I'm very, you know, plain Jane, jeans and T-shirts, yeah. mom next door. So they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, can anyone listening learn how to do a spell? Or, you know, because a lot of people believe to become a witch, there's an indoctrination indoctrination that has to happen you've got to have a kettle you need a black cat you've got to wear a pointed hat is that all just part of the hollywood hype um to some extent it is um some of us embrace some of that stuff i Mm -hmm. do have a cauldron i do have a cat those 
none of them are black. Um, I do have a pointy hat. But uh, there's also really needs to be some studying before you jump into doing spells. Um, really dedicate the time to learning what you're doing before you try and mess with the energies of the universe. Can, can actually, just to be on the safe side. Just to be on the safe side. What is the what can happen if a, if someone just decides to start practicing a witchcraft or, or you know, on their own without going through the proper learning of the craft itself? Well, there's a lot of uh, intention that needs to be put behind spells mm-hmm. and a lot of being very specific because the universe has a sense of humor, and if you're not careful, it might give you what you really want, and <laughs> it might give it to you in a way that you weren't expecting. So you really have to, and there's always, I'm a big believer in whatever you want to change mm-hmm. before you hit the magic. You take care of all the mundane, go through all the proper regular channels, do the work first, and then if it's not working out for you, then you go to the magic to try and boost it along. And sometimes the universe just doesn't want you to have what you're trying to do. So, But it's very important to, to learn before you act. So, so two, two, two sayings come to mind. Be careful for what you wish, and what goes around comes around. Definitely um, be careful for what you wish. A lot of people believe in what goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a large population of the, the pagan magical community who thinks that what you send out into the world comes back to you threefold. That's right. Um, that's a very Wiccan concept, and, and a lot of non-Wiccans believe in that as well. Um, there, are, there is a percentage of people who don't necessarily believe that to be the case, however. <laughs> now, I understand that, that candles and the color of candles play a significant role in witchcraft. They can, absolutely. Um, I, I understand, if my memory serves me correct, I, I used to have a, a, a white witch on the show quite a bit. Her name was Lady Ashley out of Niagara-on-the-Lake in Ontario. And she used to tell me that a, a, red, a red candle would signify love. Uh, yeah, romantic love. Yeah. Um, it could be for lust. Yes. Attracting a lover. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So all these different colors, the different uh, the different spells, the incantations, all have an effect. Now, is how does the effect work? Is it mind over matter, or is it magic? Um, I believe that everything in the world is made up of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, people, you know, nature, everything's made out of energy. And when you do a spell... You're taking these things that have a little bit of influence on Mm -hmm. something and putting that energy out into the world um, to change the energy that you're you're concentrating on. So uh, it's a little science, it's a little magic. What are some What are some examples, uh, Chris, for your recipes uh, that you would create for prosperity, creativity, and health for your family? Well, prosperity is a pretty easy one. There's a lot of things you can do to uh, create energy to bring prosperity your way. Um, Putting some basil into your pocket with your change could do some some, uh, prosperity magic in a simple way. Um, One of my favorite spells for bringing prosperity, when Mm -hmm. the money is drying up, you cut a little circle out of a clean sponge, draw a dollar sign on it, 
and put it near your sink and keep it wet. Um, easy peasy way to draw money to yourself. Really? Yeah, and I've had great luck with that one. It's really simple. Just keep it wet. Don't let it dry out again <laughs> until the money starts flowing back in. Um, and what else did you ask? Uh, no, uh, for your family, what kind of spells would you work for your family, uh, whether it be oh, protection? Oh, I do a lot of protection yeah. spells for my, my children. Um, my middle child is autistic, and we've had some bullying issues. Wow. Um pointed at him so I've done a lot of protection magic for him um, drawing runes on his shoes and you know having him carry little mojo bags and such um, and that's a big one in our house <laughs> speaking about your family what does your husband mm -hmm. and your children think about having a a witch as their wife and mom well my husband is uh, was raised Catholic he went to Catholic school, did the whole, you know, choir boy thing, um, and he is perfectly comfortable with it. He's my biggest supporter. Um, I have my stuff all over the house. He mm -hmm. just deals with it. My two older children are both boys, and they're completely ambivalent. They couldn't care less either way. <laughs> Um, and my daughter is 13, and in the last couple of years, she has embraced paganism and witchcraft and is following in my footsteps with that. What are some of the other holidays besides uh, Samhain that, that uh, you as a practicing domestic witch would celebrate? Well, um, we just experienced the fall equinox, mm -hmm. and we celebrate Mavon on the fall equinox which right. is like um, a thanksgiving celebration um right around christmas time is yule the winter solstice and that's where um, we the christians and 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 other people who celebrate christmas got the yule tide or the yule log from was pagan, paganism <laughs> the christmas tree paganism in fact the yeah. holiday of christmas was actually taken from the pagans Yes, it was. Yeah. And, uh, Jesus wasn't bored in the in the winter. That's right. But they uh, moved it up to try and get the pagans to to celebrate. It's all about <laughs> they didn't marketing. Want to give up there, you all. Yeah. It's all about marketing, even way back then. Oh, just like uh, Ostara, which is near Easter, the rabbits and the eggs yep. are are goddesses' uh, fertility fertility symbols. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So there's a lot of uh, compatibility, I'll say. It, with the Christian religion. You know, it, it's it's funny because people don't realize this. And and I just wish to heaven that, you know, people would open up and look at other philosophies like paganism as well as any, any of the newer religions that are being introduced to get a better idea and a, and a much more deserved respect of these philosophies instead of the negative connotations that pagans and witches get today. Oh, I wish that was true, too. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, I've said it before, there's a lot of misinformation, mm -hmm. a lot of miscommunication. Um, the Hollywood stereotype is what a lot of people think, and uh, hopefully by uh, people coming out of the broom closet and coming forward and just being regular people, maybe that'll help a little bit with the... Uh, the bad image we suffer from so much. Yeah. What is the uh, what is the story behind Witches on Brooms? You know, I 
really couldn't give you a completely factual account of that. Um, I know that there were stories of mm-hmm. uh, women riding hobby horses around a fire. Um, there's a lot of broom lore out there about sweeping energy and um, witches and flying ointment. But I couldn't tell you the honest origins yeah. of where that first came from. Now, you, you said earlier that you have a cauldron and you have a pointy hat. It Does the pointy hat have something to do with dispelling negative energy? Uh, the pointy hat is a representation of like a cone of power, a cone ah. of energy. Um, it's all about focusing the energy when you're raising, well, raising energy to... Uh, propel your ritual or your intent out into the world. So that would just be like going to church and having the congregation pray and that energy of prayer going up through the steeple, being focused. Yes. Isn't that amazing? better than I could. (laughs) Isn't that amazing how many similarities you and I in the past nearly 45 minutes have come across? They're out there. You just have to look for them. What was the most favorite part about writing your book? Geez, I think the most exciting part for me, um, I am a huge lover of food, folklore, and history, and mythology, (laughs) and being able to dive into some of the old books I got Mm -hmm. my hands on, um, looking for attributes and the magical uses from long ago. I, I am such a book geek. That was just a real pleasure for me, and I plan on going back and writing another more involved version of that at some point. So you're going to be coming out with a witch's cookbook? That's the plan. That's great. (laughs) I'm working on that right now. Um, It's a little bit of cookbook. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of uh, mythology background on foods and and herbs and spices. Wow. That sounds exciting. That I'm very excited to be, <laughs> to be writing it. It's a, it's really interesting to look and see how far back the myths mm-hmm. on food go. Now, Chris, uh, New Age New Age proponents are, are looking at December the twenty first, twenty twelve, as the end of the Mayan calendar and the end of the world. It, is there anything like that within the witch the witch? Uh, how do we how do we call it the witch community? Um, there's a lot of speculation on, on the Mayan calendar, mm-hmm. but mostly, you know, we're not paying much attention to that. It, yeah. uh, it's been dispelled so many times in so many different ways. We're not too worried about it. I know a coven in my local area is doing an end of the world party, <laughs> so not taking it all too seriously. No, no neither are we. Uh, my wife and I went down to down to Mexico earlier this year, and we went to the Mayan pyramids. We went to the different Mayan sites. We spoke with the Mayan call, uh, scholars. We talked to uh, Mayan royalty, and, and they all laugh. They all laugh because here you've got this guy, McKenna, who actually came across this whole thing while in a hallucinogenic uh, stupor. <laughs> but they did point out one thing. It's been great for tourism. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Now, do you go to Lilydale, uh, New York, and uh, and hang out with the I other witches there? Been, oh, I haven't been there yet, but it is definitely on my list of places to go. I find it endlessly fascinating, and I'd love to get to go 
one of these days. Well, I'm sure you'll have a great time, and uh, you and I have to take a commercial break. Uh, Chris, please stand by. Exxon Nation, I'm talking to Chris Bradley. Um, and, and as you've heard over the last 45 minutes to 50 minutes, there are so many similarities between Christianity and paganism. And when you look at all the religious philosophies, there are so many similarities. What we need to do is look at these philosophies that we're unaware of with an open mind, but more important, with an open heart, so that we can better understand, better respect, and better live amongst each other. That's what it's all about. That's the big secret of life. Learning, respecting, understanding. The name of her book is Mrs. B's Guide to Household Witchery, Everyday Magic Spells and Recipes. It's available at Amazon.com. Now, if you'd like to visit Chris's um, blog, it's www.pathios.com forward slash blogs forward slash confessions of a pagan soccer mom. And uh, Chris and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, our website, www.exxonradiotv.com, which is undergoing some changes. And you can always listen to our podcasts at exxonpodcast.com. Chris and I will be back. Don't go away. Watching you stay off. Welcome back, everyone. Chris Bradley's my guest this hour. And first of all, Chris, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. And uh, I'm sure we've uh, shocked a number of our listeners by by dispelling the the concept and idea of what they thought a witch was. And uh, I'm sure with our comparison between uh, you know paganism and Christianity that people are saying, holy cow, maybe it should be called a pagan tree and not a Christmas tree. Now, Absolutely should. <laughs> now, do you celebrate Christmas? Oh, we celebrate both. Um, Excellent. My husband is Christian, and yeah. uh, his family's in the area, so we celebrate Yule at home, and then we mm-hmm. celebrate Christmas with his extended family. Isn't that wonderful? What would you like to leave the listening audience of the Exxon around the world with tonight, Chris? Uh, just to, you know, open your eyes. You probably have a witch living next door. Or there's probably one in your school. Mm-hmm. Um, we're everywhere. We aren't wearing the big black hat and the pointy warts, you know. Yeah. We could be anywhere. Just open up your eyes and, and be open to them when you when you meet them. Is there such a thing, and, and I'm sure there must be, and how would you tell a good witch like yourself from a person who tries to practice Wicca or witchcraft for evil purposes, for negative purposes? 
I think somebody who is practicing for completely evil purposes, they're very, very few and far between. Really, um, if great. you're meeting a pagan, they're probably somebody who's mostly working towards the good of themselves and their mm-hmm. families. So you really probably will never have to worry about that. <laughs> well, that's great to know. Chris, uh, quickly, tell us about the other books that you've written. Uh, this is my first book. Oh, it is. Very first and only. Yeah. Wow, and you've done yeah. such a great job. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. Chris, um, your your blog is based on, on being a pagan uh, sorcerer, a soccer mom. Why do I want to keep on saying sorcerer? <laughs> I don't know, Craig. I, I don't know. I, I'm stuck on sorcerer for some reason. What's the difference between a sorcerer and a witch? I think sorcerer is a Hollywood thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Once again, Hollywood kind of puts his thumbprint on something and people like me kind of get it embedded in their minds. Chris, let our listeners know how they can contact you and find out more about you and where they can get your book. Uh, you can contact me at my website, uh, chrisbradley.com, um, and you can get my book anywhere online from Amazon, Barnes & Nobles. Um, you can get it on my website, wherever you'd like to find your you know, local bookstores. It would be a great gift to give somebody at a Halloween party, now wouldn't it? It would be a great gift for a Halloween party. (laughs) Chris, once again, thanks very much for joining us. We look forward to having you back in the future. So until then, take care of yourself. And uh, what do they say, merry meet? Is that at the beginning or at the end? Uh, Merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. All right, there you go. Merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Did I do it right? Absolutely. Perfect. Chris, take care of yourself. Great talking to you, and congratulations on a great book. Exo Nation, Chris Bradley has been my guest this hour. Mrs. B's Guide to Household Witchery, Everyday Magic Spells, and Recipes. Her website is www.chrisbradley.com. Her blog is www.pathios.com forward slash blogs forward slash confessions of a pagan soccer mom. And her book, once again, Mrs. B's Guide to Household Witchery, is available at Amazon.com. I'll be back on the other side of the hour at six and a half minutes past as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our studios in Hamilton. Don't go away.